Hello and welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. This is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and your host for our weekly podcast designed for God-centered entrepreneurs who seek to build a business that honors God and serves His people. Welcome everybody. I'm Erin Harrigan. I am the Hustle with Heart coach and I am so excited about this week's topic because I got to tell you, it's a tough one. The big C word. So I'm going to start by saying that this word is found uh, in Exodus. And it's a pretty important word to the Lord because he put it in the Ten Commandments. And this word is covet. Covet. So first and foremost, you can find this in Exodus 20. Verses 1 through 17 give the Ten Commandments. And verse 17 says, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Now, I want to give you the definition of covet. According to dictionary.com, covet is verb, to desire wrongfully, inordinately, or without regard for the rights of others, to have an inordinate or wrongful desire, and a synonym for covet is envy. So why am I talking about this tonight? Uh, Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my church, Chesapeake Church in um, uh, Sunderland, Maryland, and this last couple, I would say three weeks, I guess it's been, um, the sermon series has been called Purposeful, um, full being F-U-L-L. And each week, uh, there's been a discussion about purpose. And I recently also listened to a Stephen Furtick sermon. Stephen Furtick is the pastor of Elevation Church. I highly recommend that podcast, by the way. And he's been talking about this idea of you know, calling and how everybody wants to find their calling and what God really says about calling. But it really struck me uh, over the last few weekends through this sermon uh, about coveting. And I'm going to start with a confession here because one of the action items I'm going to leave you with is the action item that they gave us in church last Sunday, which is find one thing that you've been coveting and let it go through prayer journaling, etc. What are you living with your fingers clenched around? What does God need to pry out of your hands? So first of all, I want to answer the second question. And the second, the second question, what does God need to pry out of your hands? What God needed to pry out of my hands, which led me to this journey of being the hustle with heart coach and creating this community is um, my Arbon business. And for those of you that know, I've been an Arbonne brand ambassador, healthy living coach for nine years. But let me tell you how, how I white knuckled that business and made it such the center of my life. I made it my idol. I made it my God. I made it my savior. So he really worked hard to pry that out of my hands. And I'm going to tell you, if you've ever tried to pry something out of a kid's hands, it has not been easy for him. Well, anything's easy for him, uh, but not easy for me. And my confession for you is the thing that I've been coveting is other people's success in Arbonne. 
So I want to ask you to think about this as we're, as we're going through what you covet. And to covet is really an extension of comparison. So we're looking left and right at what everybody else is doing, and we're coveting that. We want it. And here's the thing, guys. The thing that we're coveting is not the problem. It's not a problem that people are successful. It's not a problem that somebody has a big house or a nice car or whatever. The problem is our coveting, and it's an issue of the heart. But I'm going to take us back a little bit because where this all starts is where we put our foundation, and this is the foundation upon which we build our God-centered business. So forgive me as I look down at my notes and down at my Bible. Um, I'm going to give you some reference verses tonight. So the first reference verses that I gave you was Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17, which is the Ten Commandments. Um, but I, I want to um, give you 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 9 and 11. When we are building our businesses and our lives on the right foundation, um, we are building it upon his love and his kingdom purpose. And if, and if you recall, um, we talked about God's definition of success. Um, it's really about us becoming the people that we need to be, that he's created us to be, to create the impact and success in his world. Um, so here's what First Corinthians 9 through, uh, chapter 3, 9 through 11 says. <clears throat> For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, and you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, this is Paul writing, the wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So what are we saying here? We are God's fellow workers. We are God's workers in the world. What does that mean? We are, we are tasked with helping people understand the news of Jesus and, and understand what it is to be a God-centered entrepreneur and live a God-centered life. And that extends to our businesses because it's how we show up in the world and how people see us in the world and our integrity. How do our words match our actions? and building our foundation, building our businesses in our life on the Lord um, and doing what he says and following him takes bravery. It really takes bravery, guys, because we're going to take some hits. We're going to have people oppose us. We're certainly going to have Satan oppose us. And we will feel unbalanced, off kilter, sometimes confused and unclear. So we build our foundation but staying on that, staying steadfast in that takes daily, consistent practice, meaning being in the Word and spending that time with Him daily. But when we get that unbalancing, um, we have to remember that we're here to unbalance the world. We're here to proclaim His glory. And you guys, that is unbalancing. That is unbalancing for the world. I was in a text um conversation earlier today with my friend Sarah Nitro. Shout out Sarah. And um texting back and forth. Let me get to it. And in the text, um uh we were texting about um you know God's purpose and and his agenda versus you know versus us and and what our agenda is. 
And what did I, one of the things that I said to her is that us giving God the glory is countercultural. It's countercultural. So we are going to take some hits for that. Okay. But here's the thing. I want you to think about the heroes of the Bible that, you know, Joseph and David and Abraham and Moses and Paul, and I can go on and on Esther. I can go on and on. Anyone who achieved anything for God did it without balance and they disrupted the world around them. So building on this foundation takes faith and focus for us to move forward. And I always do a hashtag on my Instagram posts when I post every morning, um, scripture or, or that sort of thing, hashtag focus and fill first, because we have to do that so that we're standing solid on that foundation as we move forward into our day to impact the lives and serve people that God has called us to serve. Now, in Luke 6, 44, so Luke chapter 6, verse 44, it says, For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. So we are known by the fruit that we produce. We are known by the fruit that shows within our actions. And people are drawn to the Lord through how we show up. So here's what Charles Stanley commentary says about Luke 6:44. What kind of fruit do you bear? What kind of fruit do we bear? How would our family, our coworkers, our neighbors describe us? Would they say that we are loving or selfish, godly or unscrupulous? The way to measure effectiveness in our walk with the Lord is to see what is being produced. Are people being drawn to God through us? Or are they being turned off to him because of our ways? We can only make a difference in this world if we are abiding in the Lord. Okay, so that's Luke 6.44. So again, when we are not focused, when that's when we begin. If we're not focused, we, be, we feel unstable. We feel unbalanced. But sometimes we can begin to feel discontent, discouraged, and in disagreement with God. And that is exactly where Satan wants us. And when that starts to happen, what do you think we do? We start to look side to side. Like I'm discontent with my grass and the grass seems greener over there. So let me jump there. Um, I'm, I'm discouraged. You know, my business isn't growing, but there it seems to be what's wrong with me and what's happening. So what starts to happen is we start to compare and we start to covet. That's the C word. It's coveting. So our focus goes to what we don't have and wanting what others have. So then we begin to switch our direction away from the Lord. We begin to pursue what other people have. And that makes our life off of purpose. And we start to get away from our why. We start to get away from our why. And one of the things that I do as the Hustle with Heart coach with my clients, one of the very first things that I do is I help them rediscover and dig back into why did you start what you're doing? Because when we start to covet, we completely lose focus on our reason. God has a specific pattern for each of our success. So we start to covet. And again, the issue is not the things. It's the action of coveting. And because this is a commandment, it's clearly important to God. I mean, honestly, he wouldn't have made it a commandment if it weren't important. 
It's number 10 on the list, but it still makes his top 10. Coveting is a condition of the heart. It's putting things. And guys, that doesn't have to mean like physical things. It can mean titles and recognition and success and income. And how long is my client list? How big is my team? How many followers do I have? All of those are things that put God in second place because we put those things ahead of him and we go and we pursue them. Now, this is going to might rub some people the wrong way because a lot of businesses that we can get into talk about, do you want to be more and do more and have more so you can give more? There's nothing wrong with that. But that wanting, that desiring, that pursuit of more for the sake of more cracks our foundation and it leaves us never satisfied. And that dissatisfaction leads to disobedience and it keeps us from serving the way that God intends for us to serve. And I'm just here to tell you, if you ever listen to my story of the up and the down and the crash and the rebuild, and it's because I got dissatisfied because I was always going after more, 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 even though we were not living congruently with our finances. So that coveting is a huge part of that. So I want you to think about how often do we equate God's blessing with stuff or do we prescribe how we want his blessing package? So let me give you an example. First of all, the Bible is very clear that God blesses our obedience. The challenge is we want God to bless our obedience the way we want it. So we're in our business, building a God-centered business. We're out there serving. We're doing our daily action. We're being consistent in that. And we want God to bless our business with new business partners and new clients and my next promotion and recognition and all of these things. When God wants to bless our business the way God wants to bless it, or maybe not even in our business, he wants to bless something else. So let me give you an example. It is very clear to me that when I am obedient, God blesses that. The Bible tells me that he, he will do that. And I live in expectancy that my obedience produces blessing. Now, I'm, I'm not obedient because of the blessing. Actually, I'm obedient because I don't want to be out of God's will because I lived out of God's will for so long. And I know what that's like, and I don't want to be there again. But his obedience shows up in other ways in my life. Sometimes it shows up as additional income and, and opportunities and, and business in my biotech consulting business. Sometimes it shows up with a new hustle with heart coach, um, coaching client. Sometimes it shows up as a speaking opportunity. Sometimes it shows up in my Arvon business. But I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time praying that God would show up in my blessings in my Arvon business only. And as I've gradually surrendered that to him, and I've continued to work on, because it doesn't happen overnight, letting go of my coveting of other success, he has blessed me in other ways. So you guys, we can't prescribe to God how to bless us, okay? But sometimes we do that. Coveting makes us a slave to the stuff. It makes us off purpose, off focus, and the desire to acquire, the desire to acquire consumes us. So then what happens? We go out to build our business thinking we're doing this with great intention. Instead, we're going out like the Pac-Man trying to find people. I got to find people. I got to find people. And then we're chasing success 
instead of following what God told us to do and letting him be in charge of the outcome. And then we lose our peace. We lose our joy. We lose our fire for our businesses. And when that happens, we're discontent. We're disagreeing with God's timing. We're discouraged. So I want you to think about what is one thing that you've been coveting? Maybe it's someone's health or their body shape. Maybe it's their car. Maybe it's their house. Maybe it's their family. Maybe it's the fact that you wanted children and and you don't have them and you're coveting that. Whatever that is, I want you to share it here. And let us cheer you on and support you and pray for you on letting go of what you covet. And as you're thinking about that, if you're thinking, I don't know what I covet, what is it that you're living white knuckling that you've got your fists clenched around that God is trying to pry out of your hands? It reminds me of the story of the little girl. um, And and you've seen, um, I think, some images of this where the little girl has the teddy bear. And she has a teddy bear and her, her daddy comes to her and says, you know, I, I want you to give me the teddy bear. And she's like, no, daddy, no, I can't, I can't give you my teddy bear. And he says, but I have something better for you. And she says, no, daddy, I can't. And so this goes on for a few nights. And then finally she gives him the teddy bear and he gives her an even bigger one. And I know there are a million versions of that story, but my point is this guy's, God wants us to let go of what we're coveting because he has something so much bigger. By my letting go of my coveting around Arbonne, um, he hasn't exactly blessed my Arbonne business as much as I wanted him to, but he has blessed me with this opportunity to connect with you all, to be his messenger and my hustle with heart coaching. And so my point is God has something so much bigger for us if we would let go of the C word and stopped coveting. So last thing I want to leave you with is um, in the John Maxwell Bible, I have the John Maxwell Leadership Bible too. And in his first Corinthians uh, chapter one, verses 18 through chapter two, verses five or verse five, he talks about the glory factor. And he says that it's natural for leaders to want a bit of glory Most leaders enjoy the limelight and feel that it's only human for their ego to want their ego strokes from time to time. Paul resisted his tendency to pursue the glory that only God deserves. He focused on the superiority of God's wisdom, and he teaches leaders valuable truths about this. The perception of God's wisdom, the permanence of God's wisdom, the power of God's wisdom, the paradox of God's wisdom, and the purpose of God's wisdom. He concludes that leaders must respond in humility and seek dependence on God, not dependence on these things that we're coveting, and not seek the glory that God alone deserves. Okay? So, if this is resonating with you, and you're thinking, I really could use some help pursuing success God's way, um, I'm not sure, you know, what that looks like, but but I could really use some some help with that, I want to invite you to schedule some time with me Schedule 30 minutes for us to sit down and have a conversation and see if my hustle with heart uh, approach is the right for you. And if not, I will happily, you know, help you find or refer you somewhere, which mainly means I'm probably going to refer you to the Bible, but there certainly are other coaches that I know that might be the right fit for you. Um, Secondly, 
if there's anyone you know that could benefit from this, please invite them to our group, invite them to this community. But I want to remind you, please be brave and share with us what is one thing that you're coveting that you want prayer over to help you let go. And then lastly, today there was a hymn in uh, church that we sang, um, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And this, this was the refrain or the chorus. I don't know. I'm not a musician, so I, I don't know. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of the earth will go, grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You guys, if we can lean into him and look into his face, the, the worldly view of success, the, the worldly definition will grow dim for us. And we will walk in his light to what he has called us to. And I promise you, your business will grow because of it. I promise you it will. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. If you're looking for a coach to help you pursue success God's way, or you want to connect with Erin, you can find her website at erinharrigan.com or connect with her on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach. Follow her on Instagram at Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur and help us spread the word about success God's way by sharing this podcast with your friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a weekly episode.
Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. If you're looking for a coach to help you pursue success God's way, or you want to connect with Erin, you can find her website at erinharrigan.com or connect with her on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart Coach. Follow her on Instagram at Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur and help us spread the word about success God's way by sharing this podcast with your friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a weekly episode. 